Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Tom and Talk. What's going on, Hunter? Not much, not much. We got Jamin here with us today. Only two mics, though, so we're sharing. What's going on, fellas? I don't know, man. According to the stats, it's a good majority ladies. (laughs) So, what's up, ladies, right? Yeah, that's a good sign, right? Yeah, I'd like to think so. But, yeah, this is part two. We obviously don't have a lot to talk about, as y'all know. There's not a lot going on. We do have some new developments with the Angels and that this Tyler Skaggs situation. What? When? When did that happen? In 2019, I believe it was 2019 season. Three years ago, I think. Yeah. I it was like right before the All Star break. Yeah. And, well, and he was the Angels' best pitcher at the time, basically before he died. He was one of their only solid pitchers. But anyway, they're just now kind of having the court proceedings over this and uh, I guess determining the fate for Alec, or Eric Kay, who was the alleged guy that sold these drugs to at least six guys that's come out and said it, including Matt Harvey on top of that. C.J. Crone was the only other one that's been named. But, um, yeah, it seems that he sold – uh, opioids to people across the league, not just the Angels. He sold to Crone when he was with the Rays, and then they pay him when they see him at Angels Stadium. Uh, you know, when they when he's back in Anaheim. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? You think that's a league-wide problem, obviously, or an Angels problem? Well, man, I mean, you know, being a former athlete, and everything you should know all the pain you go through. It's kind of hard to get through a whole season in any sport without being to the point where you go home or you wake up, you can't move, you know? I mean, even Freeman. Even what, Freeman. Even, oh, yeah, even I mean, guys like Freeman. 162 games, you know, you're going to have aches and pains. And I know Chipper even talked about it in his book. You know, yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah. Addiction I mean, for a long time. And that was a fantastic book. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't read it, read it. Or at least get the audio book. Definitely get the audio book. I mean, he narrates the stuff himself, but back to the point at hand. Uh, most most professional athletes are on some kind of pain medicine. Uh, most of the time, it's usually Roxy's or, I mean. Oxycodone seems, Percocets and Oxycodone seem to be what's come up the most. Outside of cocaine, which Matt Harvey admitted to, which he was in New York at the time. He was partying with models. They just went to the World Series during that time. It makes sense. Like, Man, I don't know if I was playing for the Mets. I thought I was doing cocaine myself. <laughs> I had to get myself out of that mindset. I would imagine most of the pitchers in the two are taking Adderall and whatever they can do to enhance. Yeah, I mean, we've always – and Chris team. Davis, we've always thought about him, like his big decline not being steroids but possibly Adderall. Who knows if that's the truth. But, yeah, the point is I feel like it's a wee uh, – a league-wide problem, obviously, and I feel like they're going to use Eric K as like, yeah, this is a one-off incident, and they're going to, you know, punish. For the situation. Yeah, they're going to punish him, and then try to sweep it under the rug. I mean, it's, it's what MLB does best is try to sweep things under the rug. Yeah, I mean, it it's happened before, especially here recently, like with the Astros. You got to think that they're not the only team that was doing something of the sort. Oh my goodness, dude! Really? Yeah, I mean, Boston, Boston. Yeah, well, they yeah, it wasn't to the same extent though. So and Toronto's been accused of it too, I think. 
I think the Brewers were too, which would make sense why Christian Yelich all of a sudden can't hit a yeah. ball. And the Dodgers as well, man. They, they've been known to pick up on the pitches, you know yeah. what I mean? And you notice it's all teams that don't need to do things like that too. Well, you wouldn't think they do, but you never know. I mean, it would kill me if the Bra- if it came out that the Braves did something like that. That would that would ruin things. Honestly, I think Snickers got way too much honor to let that that stuff happen, man. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I can't see it happening in the Braves organization because I mean, we are a pretty classy organization when it comes down to it. But but when it comes to getting that revenue, that World Series revenue, I mean. Yeah, you never know. I, I just I highly doubt it, but I think you got to leave the room, the door open, for the fact that you know it's always a possibility. I mean, it's definitely anything is possible. I, I'll say this: uh, we're talking about being a classy organization. We all know how I feel, how much I love this team, so forth, so on. And me and you kind of broached the subject. Uh, what a few days ago, but um, now that we got Jamin here, I actually kind of want to get his point of view on it. What's your point of view about, you know, a lot of people are saying, you know, how can we allow Ozuna back on the field and not re-sign Freeman? What's your thoughts? Yeah, uh, uh, the Zuna situation is definitely interesting. Uh, it'd be good to have him back, that we have the national the National League's getting the DH, so that's going to be helpful uh, to get him in the lineup for that. You know, I think Braves country will probably forget about all the accusations and stuff as long as he can produce on the field like he was before he left. You know, so. Yeah, and and it also came out that things weren't necessarily as bad as it seemed when it first happened. But I don't I don't know the true story there, so I don't want to speculate too much. But the fact of the matter is, it's baseball. I care about his baseball production. I'm, I'm not. Ju- I don't care about who he is as a person. I know that may be shitty. Some people don't feel like that, but I mean, no. I, we've all had those situations where we've been in that situation where one thing can lead to another. You know. Well, and yeah, not hitting. No, no, not nobody. Hitting. But, no, no, no. But yeah, I mean, there's definitely I domestic mean, disputes I mean, that can there, be there misconstrued. Where, yes, exactly, and. The way I look at it is he was not exactly found guilty in a court of law. The police, police's uh, version of it was not what happened. Yeah, and, and there was video, so for I, the most, for some of it, at least the <laughs> the last part of the interaction. Right. And, I mean, they did have marital problems. She did try to kill him. Yeah, several see, times actually. I, I think they're both fucked, and they both needed out of that relationship a long time ago. Because yeah, it was like a year earlier where she tried to, I forget what it was, what like stab him or something, yeah, something just, like. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're both obviously bad for each other and toxic. But either way, I'll be happy to get Azuna's bat back in the lineup. You know, it, defense, we don't have to use him in the outfield anymore to get his bat in the lineup. So that's yeah. gonna be a positive. Uh, well, I, I mean. But you think I'm, he would have been back even without the DH? Uh, we have so many other options right now. I mean, you know, well, there's Solaire, also the fact the ball. We don't have those options as of right, not now, right now, though. They're not. Uh, yeah, they're actually, not signed. No, actually, Duvall didn't opt out of his contract. Yeah, so he's, he's a different still, story. He's still actually with us. Yeah. Well, the fact is, we're going to sign. I think at least two of those. Yeah, back, I'm sure. you would think. E- even with. 
even especially if we lose Freddie, then we got to yeah, sign him. Which you know shouldn't even be shouldn't even be a thing we're talking about right now. But it's the reality of the situation. He's a free agent, and anybody can pick him up. And yeah, you know, it's you know, he's be being wound like and the Dodgers, too. You know, it's gonna be no hypo- be the team to take him. Oh, they're gonna be all over him. Uh, hypothetically, if it's me, right? He would have never went into a contract year. I don't give a crap about COVID because you're gonna make that money back regardless. You don't let your superstar get away. No. But yeah, we should have signed him the year before he won the MVP. Well, I mean, Shipper never went to a contract year. And Freddie's just as va- – I'm not going to say just as valuable, but very close to he as valuable is. as Shipper. Yeah, he's definitely as valuable. And the half of that value comes from leadership, which is what I'm worried the most about missing. Yeah, he was a staple in the clubhouse. He was our leader. You know, Acuna is probably our best player, but Freddie was – He's the, the captain. The captain yeah. of the ship, man. And, and his like, consistency. I mean, yeah. you just can't He's a silent leader. That's what you need that. on every team. And we can't really afford to lose that. Now, would no. I love to have kept uh, Peterson, you know, maybe off the bench? Yeah. yeah. I'd like to have Jock Tober on the team. But he wants to start. Obviously, yeah. he does. And, and, and he's worthy of starting. Oh, it's just clutch player. We'll, but if we resign Soler, Rosario, or any Duvall, any of two of those, or even one of those, once we get Acuna back next year, there's just there's only so many outfield spots. Yeah. Our outfield's crowded. I feel no, like I mean, I mean, it's going to be. You could literally rotate the DH, but not. If, I mean, that's going to mess up somebody's production. You know, if you're yeah. rotating them game for game. So. Yeah, I think it just really comes down to what the roster looks like when we start playing games, like because it. it Right now, the roster's got some gaping holes. And obviously, uh, one thing we've been talking about is like, you know, the rush. Like, once that lockdown ends, there's going to be so many signings. Like, right before the lockout started, how there was all these signings yeah. and everything, that's going to be exactly how it is right and after not the lockout. Mention the fact that you know these teams are talking to these players. You know it for a fact. Yeah. I mean, it may be illegal, but. Yeah, it's too it's too easy to do. I don't, yeah. yeah, I don't even think it's illegal. I think it's just against like MLBs. Cause how I mean, how could that be actually le- illegal? Like law wise, I don't know. Well, to communicate with somebody. Well, if it's actually wrote in there that you can't. Yeah. Then it, at worst, it's at least a violation of, of MLBs. A, of a thing. contract yeah. standpoint, but yeah. it is not technically easy. Legal. Either way, after this lockout ends, there's going to be a, a rush to get all these guys in before spring training. If if everything starts on time, it kind of well, spring pitchers and catchers are supposed to report today. Really? Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, it's getting pushed back. Just hopefully the regular season just doesn't get pushed back. That's the main thing. But at least they're agreeing to something. We're seeing some things that Manfred and the players union have agreed to, like the yeah. the DH and well, at least, at least they're salary. talking more now that's the good thing even if they're not agreeing the fact that they're in continual yeah. talks is a good thing well, one thing that kind of surprised me is like uh, the players union actually agreed for the players in the minor league that get invited to spring training camp they're yeah. not actually getting paid yeah i've seen that, that. Time. so, so wait, the players agreed to that yeah the players actually agreed to them not getting 
their salary and there's like during spring training right. but they would get it once they go back down to the minor leagues right yeah but it's basically working for free for that month that they're in the spring training. yeah like a trial yeah they're saying yeah. that the experience is their pay which yeah they, i mean that's yeah. crazy that sounds like some nc double a yeah it's not shit. right yeah. yeah and even they're the NC, all hey the nc double a can't even do that anymore no you had the right to like uh i i never believed in the uh ideal that you could punish someone like Eliminate their eligibility and all that stuff when it comes to them accepting money or having a job. Like, when you play college sports, you couldn't even have a job, like uh, a waiter, anything like that, because any of it's impermissible benefits. Yeah, and you're putting in as much work as a professional by that point. And the school's making all the money. Think about these minor league players. Yeah, billions of dollars. They're only getting paid while... They're actually playing, so the rest of the off season, they're not getting paid anything, and they're making what like thirty k a year, I think. So, yeah, and they're going to be another thing I've not really thought about much, but they're going to be playing whether the lockout happens or not. So, I mean, they're going to be having a season either way. I'm pretty sure. Like, so yeah, we might end up having to go to some minor league baseball Man. games if we want to see baseball. Hey, I'm not opposing to going to a Knights game or a Crawdads game. That's fun. Oh, yeah. And I, I want to see the up-and-coming prospects, especially for the Knights with the White Sox. I mean, definitely I'd like to see them play Gwinnett, though. Oh, yeah. That'd be the perfect time to go. I've actually seen seen uh, the Knights play Gwinnett once uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, it's a beautiful stadium there, right yeah. in the middle of Uptown, right beside Bank of America Stadium. It's got a good view, too, oh, a good skyline. It kind of reminds you of, like, PNC Park. With yeah. The way it looks, but I think even better. That's very true. I mean, I really enjoyed my experience there, and of course, my favorite part is like going to a game, get you one of those souvenir cups, get you some nachos. You got to have nachos and cheese. It's it's an absolute must when you go to a game. Yeah, or the helmet full of fourteen dollar dipping dots. dots. Yeah, all the dipping dots are awesome. You got to get you a brewski when you had a game with a hot dog, and I think yeah. It's nostalgic. Yeah. About, no, about every game we've been to, we always had to pre-game so we don't have to buy eight $15 beers. <laughs> but, I, I, think, I think we pre-gamed when we went down to Atlanta, didn't we? Oh, you got to. You got to. You, can, you can't afford that. Hey, the parking. The parking was outrageous. Yeah, dear, during uh, – during the NLCS, that's what kind of threw us off when we was talking about going. Like, the parking was more than the tickets. And that was crazy. But then – once I realized we was going to the World Series, I was thinking, damn, I wish we had just went and paid $200 parking because the World Series tickets, you know, is ridiculous prices. I don't know, but if we do go this year, I think we ought to get an Airbnb close and then just lift, you know, to the ballpark oh, and yeah. something like that it. because I'm not driving in that shit. Actually, one time I went, I actually stayed at the Motel 6 and I walked. It was about a mile or so from there. Yeah, it wasn't bad at all. But staying in the Motel 6 was the worst part. <laughs> yeah. But uh, parking, free parking. I think I remember which hotel you're talking about because we looked up online. I remember, I don't know if it was you or somebody else, we looked up online and seen like that was the closest hotel that was outside of the battery, but you right. could still, you know, yeah, get there on foot. Yeah, straight walk straight to the stadium about yeah. a mile. Um, but... Yeah, it's a great ballpark, too, to go to. Oh, and did you see the thing that came out today? Uh, I'm sure y'all are all subscribed to, like, Atlanta Braves YouTube. They came out with, like, a 
announcement that they're going to be creating like a you know a rendering of the ballpark and they're teaming up with facebook and metaverse in quotation marks mm. i'm not sure how i think about that or, but we talk like uh, people have talked for a while about there being like uh, cameras around the stadium and like uh, at seat level behind home plate where you could basically you know view the game virtually through the lint you know the eyes of where you know the pov of behind home plate i think that would be cool but i'm not sure exactly what they're going to be planning to do with that i mean i i feel like uh i mean y'all know my opinion on facebook for the most oh, i think everybody views facebook and negatively let's just put it this way if they were teaming with another company i would be a little bit more uh trusting of it a little more but i mean I don't. I don't know. It, it, it would be an experience. It's just according to what they try to ultimately try to do with it, I guess. But I don't know why else you would do it unless you were planning on doing like what I said, where you got a camera there yeah, and you can look. Like what else? Experience kind yeah. of. Yeah. So online. So basically, like online, or would you be able to, like have like special glasses that would it would project? I'm, not, I'm what, not sure. Like, I kind of imagine like like with the vivid seats, how you can see the seat with the stadium, but actually a game witness a game yeah from like that spot and you can look around and be like a 360 type deal and yeah well that's what i'm hoping for but in the trailer they showed like a rendering like a i guess it's like a early uh rendering and it didn't look too sharp it looked kind of blocky it's supposed to be like i've been hearing about uh this thing the unreal engine it's called it's connected to vr or whatever and i've been and that supposedly that's what they're doing it with but apparently ain't done because the example they showed looked kind of blocky but yeah i'm not sure what the end game is but that's something to think about and look out for later i mean definitely i i always like to see that kind of technology and see where it goes but in anything's infancy it kind of just yeah you're gonna have that blocky type yeah but it, it will be unique if you could be sitting at the house, right? Put on a pair of glasses. And be behind home and plate. And be behind home plate. Yeah. And actually see it like that. That would make for an even better experience watching a game from home. Yeah. That would be an awesome experience. But it's, it's, to me, the smells of the ballpark being there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, there's but if like you can't be there, like, why yeah. not do that? Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, it's just like it's just hard to replace the the, the true feeling oh, of being there. I don't know? think they're trying to replace it altogether. Right. Just just up, adding to it. You're yeah. out there with you know thirty thousand other fans, and the chops going. Yeah, it's beautiful. Oh, it's it's it'll about bring tears to your eyes. But what if it's something different? Where like a because if you're relying on everybody having a how many ever dollar set of you know oculus or whatever those had whatever type of headset you would need it might be something a little bit more rudimentary where you can actually view it on your like laptop screen i'm not sure that's but, the way i picture it I mean, it's yeah. all metaverse thing still pretty new so I don't, I don't yeah but but the technology for it has been kind of going along for a while right it, it has and i've actually used the oculus stuff it was uh it's kind of cool i was at domino's at the time uh and i'm telling you man it was it was fascinating. It was like playing, uh, it's actually playing a Star Wars game, believe it or not. Uh, which I was like, I don't know. Does it not throw your depth, per- depth perception off, though? Like, 
if you was in an empty room trying to play some game and shit, I'd be on the floor within like ten minutes because you'd lose all. I feel like you'd lose balance. I don't, I don't know. It does kind of throw you off a little bit, but it was still kind of exciting to see that kind of deal. Because I mean, you got to think I'm older than both of you, and when <laughs> when I was younger, the first system I ever played was uh, a regular Nintendo. No, a regular Nintendo. We're talking about yeah. Duck Hunt. Mario Brothers. I mean, you played those games. Legend of Zelda. Yeah, yeah. but I played them when they first came out. There's a difference. Yeah, start out Nintendo 64, like 007. Oh, man. Goldeneye. Oh, it's such a good game. Such a good game. Uh, Let's see. What am I? I actually like the baseball game. Yeah. King Griffey Jr. King Griffey Jr., yeah. It started out, uh, it was a triple, triple play baseball. It was, a, it was the early PlayStation days, I think. But nah, tri- Triple Play was actually uh, no RBI baseball was Nintendo, right? Yeah. And then you had Ken Griffey Jr. baseball, which God, I love that game. Yeah. I still have that thing. Really? I still have my Nintendo sixty four. Still have my games. Yeah. And like you got some Madden. I even got my I've got my original Nintendo, my original Nintendo sixty four, and my Sega Genesis, and the PS one. Wow. Oh, yeah. I wish I'd have held on to all the Dude, I was not an Xbox systems I had. for some reason. I just, I just don't like it. Xbox, yeah. personally. I had it for like a year, but uh, I've stuck with PlayStation for the most part. And I, I, I enjoy my PlayStation. Yeah. So it's a good thing, but, um, yeah, you can't beat that kind of thing. Uh, do you know you know who was on uh, the King Griffey Jr. games? And I remember this. Galarraga. Galarraga. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, and I'd always pitch with Smoltz. Yeah. My favorite pitcher. And, uh, I was watching a highlight video just the other day. This dude uh, uh, compiled like since like the early '90s, like all the best moments. And I was watch is like two hours long, but I was watching for like 30 minutes of like that time period from like '98 to 2003, where there, you can't find a lot of fo- footage of that on YouTube. But it's like that's when I first started really getting into it. And uh, Galarraga was in there a pretty good bit. Dude, he had some fucking bombs. Oh, he was a monster. Hell. But, uh, all right. We're getting a little bit off subject and everything. Yeah. But, hey, it's a blast from the past. What can I say? <laughs> Much like the halftime show. Oh, yeah. But, anyways, uh, so, let's talk about Bauer. Mm. I know, I know we've touched it a lot. Yeah. But let's just, uh, let's finish it up. All right. I, well, okay. The best thing I can say is I advise everybody to just go to his uh, YouTube channel, and he, he put out like an eight-minute video talking about it. And I don't remember all the details because some of it's like you know court hearing stuff and like, but he he goes through it and explains a lot, and um, and he kind of proves that her lawyer, her and her lawyer, like fabricated some things. And um, apparently the jury agreed with it too. Well, that was or not jury, but you know, judge. I doubt it was a jury trial, but what what that was was the restraining order. No, I know. I'm saying now, they had more. They, you know, there was more to it. But here's here's what you got to get into. And Nick, when he was on the podcast with us, made a, a perfectly good point. Now, while it doesn't actually set legal precedent, right? A judge's uh, decision in the case, especially a female judge, makes it harder for the DA's office, which, by the way, has a very bad record of losing high-profile cases. I believe we all know what I'm talking about. 
And, uh, you know, you're not going to go against a female judge because you're not going to win. Especially if it's just on something as simple as a restraining order. Yeah, I feel like female judges are going to judge females more harshly than a male judge would, too. But I, I feel like in this case specifically, they didn't do any more than what they agreed on doing. And he made that clear, and, the, I mean, the judge agreed. Now, is he an asshole? Probably. Oh, Bauer's definitely an asshole. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't seem like his teammates really had his back. <laughs> yeah. When the accusations first started, they pretty much jumped ship on him. Yeah. Uh-huh, immediately. Well, well if, if the things that were came out were true, yeah. you wouldn't want to have his back or you wouldn't want to be associated well, with him. But but most most time, people just stay silent, you know, until, until they get some yeah. answers. But they were quick to. Oh, they, yeah. They yeah. condemned him right. all to hell. So, so, okay, that brings up the question. Uh, Bauer's going to pitch next year for who? Well, they're going to trade that contract, and it's not too bad of a contract. What is it, like three years, 90 mil? I mean, they're paying him a lot of AAV, but for the type of pitcher he is, he's, he's it's worth it. I know, no, and I admit that. He's a great pitcher. But you got to admit, he didn't just get this good that quick. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what he's doing. Well, it's not just that, though. I mean, he he's almost like a pitching scientist. Oh, like, no, he's, he's got it down to a literal sign. No, he is brilliant when you come yeah. uh, when you look at it. But much like uh he he's a cancer. Yeah. In the clubhouse. Yeah. He he's like you know the the asshole I continuously call an asshole, A-Rod. Yeah. Bonds. These guys were cancers. And like you know, I said walking around the clubhouse yeah, like just, filming the whole time. Everything, yeah. yeah. Gets I mean, does anybody uh, like does no anybody baseball needs that type of content? Yeah, you need does. to see behind the scenes. But, but if you're a player, like, you're like, man, this is the one time we're not around you, cameras. But like, you might want to be like, you might want to get that consent of your teammates saying, hey, guys, is this okay? You yeah, know? yeah. Don't just assume it's okay. Yeah. And technically, legally, there are some. Uh, you really would have to sign off for footage of that stuff. Maybe I don't know, I don't know how it, that would it work goes under the rights, like yeah. you know. To a person's uh, image. I mean, I've enjoyed watching sure. his videos and stuff too, but you know, I, it just surprised me how quickly it his teammates kind of turned on him. That kind of told me a little bit about, yeah. I guess, the vibe he was giving off. Yeah. You know, and especially right after he just signed that contract. Like, yeah. Just signed it, and then all this stuff started happening. And do you think? Uh, do you think that there's a possibility that the Dodgers and him, like, uh, like uh, both? Agree to void that contract and like he's not going to void that contract. I mean, I wouldn't think so, but I mean, like I said, he could get way more money than that. He just only had a three year deal. He's going to be playing for a team. What's a team that that would be like, yeah, uh, the Astros? The Astros. The Astros would be a team like, yeah, we don't care what you've done. We can handle it. They're going to be losing Correa. They'll be like, yeah, we can handle that 90 mil for three years. You're a great pitcher. Come on over here. We don't care. We've got a bad reputation anyways. Yeah, they do. So, yeah. I mean, I don't see him coming to us. No, no. On the price tag. We ain't going to have him and Ozuna both out there. Well, honestly, did you really ever see any of uh, Atlanta's players come out and condemn Ozuna? No. That's why I said everybody stayed pretty silent on that, and that's the way it goes usually And. They, they'll usually have your back 
because it seems like everybody enjoyed Ozuna in the clubhouse. Yeah, there was Whereas no doubt that everybody got along with Ozuna. But nobody in feels that way quite about Bauer. No. Yeah. Yeah, Ozuna was the life of our clubhouse for what? Twenty twenty. Right? Yeah. yeah. He Dude, was. I was. I love that guy. He was definitely fun to watch. It was, yeah. It was very fun, and then he did a selfie. Yeah. Yeah. That was his which, thing. Which you knew Snicker was just. <laughs> grinding his teeth every time. I, yeah, that. I think I think he's kind of embraced all that stuff by a, now. Uh, we're a he had two with the baby. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you've seen, he, I think he's playing in the Dominican League right now. Yeah, I, 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 he's been smashing baseballs. I, oh, down he there. really has. It's been. I think I've seen a couple clips from that, but I ain't been paying much same, attention to the it. The same stuff he was doing before too. The little selfies at like third base. Oh yeah. Just you could tell. You could tell he's he's back. Yeah. I would like to see what his mobility is. I mean, like, you know, is he does he still have that agility he had? Well, I mean, the only thing that happened was his fingers. Like, he oh, no, fractured was... some fingers sliding into a bit. Or, what do you mean? No, I misunderstood that. I'm sorry. My, my apologies. Nah, okay. But... Yeah, he did. He broke his yeah. hand, I think. Yeah, yeah. And then he was out. If he that would have never happened, stuff happened after yeah. He, I, yeah. If he wouldn't have broke his fingers, that would have never happened, probably. Or he wouldn't have had the time the for it to happen. It happened in Boston, I think. But it would have happened eventually. Yeah, it did, I think it home. did happen. Yeah, he got injured in Boston, but he went. Yeah. He was home he in Atlanta home, when and that's, that's when it went down. Yeah. But you even notice he even wears the yellow cast. We ought to call him Tweety Bird from now on. Well, Acuna, he he's always decked out in yellow too. They have, they have that was it that sleeve? Yeah, that stands out. Yeah, that's like a neon color yeah. though. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I, oh yeah, him and Acuna definitely bounce off each other. Where they did. Yeah, and Ozzy too. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was exciting to see them all, and he he was bringing them along nicely. But guys, what do y'all feel about maybe taking a break, hearing a word from our sponsors? All right, and then we're going to come back. I, I want to mention that Suzuki kid that's coming over. See what he, uh, see where we think he might land. All right, guys, stick with us, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Tama Talk, guys. All right, next, what what was he talking about? Suzuki. Okay, uh, I don't know if you've heard. I can't even say his first name. Don't even know how it's pronounced. So I'm just going to call him Suzuki. I want to say it's a. Uh... It's either Saya, Saya. I've heard it pronounced, but I can't remember. I just I don't think that's it or, though. Or it could be Sai. That's how it looks. But anyways, it, he's coming over, and we know all these guys sign on the West Coast. Uh, Otani supposedly talked to the Mariners before signing with the Angels. Do you, I think the Mariners or the Giants may get the Suzuki kid, and he seems to be legit. I've looked him up. I've looked at his. I've looked at his highlights, and uh, you know he's an all-star over there. You know who who knows how how that you know nobody ever knows how that's going to translate to MLB. Uh, prime prime example, Kenshin Kawakami. <laughs> yeah, and what what was the dude? Uh, Daisuke Matsuzaka, who they paid. I think they paid him eighty mil when he first came over. So well. No, it didn't. He he was actually good for a while, but he, he just never filled expectations but Kawakami guy though he, he was awful for the oh yeah, yeah oh my god it was so bad it didn't even have that underarm delivery it was kind of like submarine style almost I think mm, I'm not thinking of somebody else I can't else. remember you're thinking of somebody else yeah. all, all yeah. I can say is you know you you have to pay them a certain amount right but you also have to pay the team their own 
Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, rights to that player. Yeah, and, and that's ridiculous. Yeah, there's no way in God's green earth I'm gonna fork over another thirty to forty mil for someone who I don't know for a fact is actually going to hold up against well, competition. Here, when I heard, when I heard, uh, I think it was either I can't remember if it was ten or thirty, which is a, obviously a huge difference. But the the prior team gets like either around 30, 10 to 30% of whatever the contract they signed was for. So they're going to have to fork out an additional, you know. Yeah. But I don't think like guys like him usually don't sign for that much. Maybe like 30 mil, 40 mil. Like um, he, he could be, what I'm saying is he could be a cheap, really good free agent for somebody that could make an instant impact. Philly talked about wanting him, but he wants to be on a West Coast team. I, I say he ends up with the Mariners or the Giants. Giants could use him. It'd be yeah. Well, the Mariners, you know, they're up and coming teams, so it'd yeah, be, it'd be nice they got somebody like that. I mean, they were they were one win away from getting to the playoffs, and nobody expected them really do much this year. Yeah, and well, they're going to be even better next year, except for they did lose Kyle Seager, who retired. Well, like I like I said at the beginning of the year, we're watching that video of. Uh, the Mariners president. Yeah. Just speaking yeah. of that Rotary Club, just telling the truth. Literally telling the truth. We're laughing our butts off. And you know, we're thinking, there's no way in hell they're even going to be competitive. Well, well not. Come, no, I mean, come down to the. Come, well, you know, because didn't, we didn't know they were going to bring up. They brought up. Well, they brought up Kellenick. I figured he would be brought up at some point. He even said he'll be brought up after we can keep him right. for another and year. I, I think that's something the yeah. players' union too. They agreed to cut that out with the extra year. Which is time. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, it's usually what after May 12th. Yeah. Yeah. We did the same thing with Acuna. Acuna. Yeah. 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 And well, Bryant is one of the reasons that this whole thing was brought to light. Yeah. Yeah. But he's not the only example, and he's no, not even the most example. egregious Count example. V-Lad. And and they're probably going to do the same thing with uh, Julio Rodriguez, who's their next prospect up. But may, they might not, since they got so much flack the last time in the new CBA. So maybe uh, Rodriguez is up pretty soon. I would bet on it, but uh, but like I was saying though, we we were laughing at the beginning of the season because of the situation, right? But me and you both found ourselves sitting here watching the game. And watching the standings and like, wouldn't it be awesome? Just awesome if they, you know, pull this out. I was rooting for them. Oh yeah, I was uh, down to the last day of the season. I yeah. was watching, rooting for the Mariners. I wanted them in the playoffs. Kind of like rooting for the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's like well, I was wanting the Bengals to win the Super Bowl for that reason. <laughs> well, I don't know about yeah. that. I was wanting Stafford to win it because he's been with the Lions on a shit team for so many years and long time. Getting just O line sucks. Getting yeah, but nobody wants to see L A get another championship. <laughs> it was in L A too. It just seemed like that was all designed for L A to win that thing. But yeah. Back to that. It's just it's good to see a Cinderella team just kind of come out of nowhere and yeah yeah win the whole thing. Yeah, that's always exciting. And I mean, in, in football, it's even more. It's less likely to happen than you know. Basically, to me, that's the one interesting thing about like college basketball is the tournament. You know, you always have that one team that makes it. You know, yeah. No, Gardner Webb got yeah. like the Sweet Sixteen one time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's kind of crazy. Yeah. 
When you can't beat those kind of things like, uh, what is it? What is it? Latoya, Lola, like, it's Chicago. It's in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I, it's a school up there. They have this uh, nun who's, like, basically their mascot. It was like a Catholic college or oh, something. Oh, yeah, it's definitely Catholic. But, yeah. She yeah, that's about, like he said, Gardner-Webb getting in there. It's probably the yeah, same equivalent, right. yeah. I mean, you always like to see the that because it's so much fun just to kind of root for the little guy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of – I've been wanting us to go back and, like, because there's so many trades that I forgot happened – since everything happened so quickly, um, I think the Mets might actually soon be a problem now. I really do. Well, I know we discussed the Max Scherzer deal on here before, and, you, you know, we all agree he's, he's overpaid. That's way too much money. For his age, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, he's 41, 42. Well, so is Lindor. No. Cohen's just got the money, so he's just willing to do it, and he's running up prices hey, for other guys. I also want you to – you just said the age, right? Think about what happened in last year's playoffs. Yeah, he choked. Yeah, he was done. Oh, it, no, it, it wasn't that he choked. He was he was burned out. No. He even said his no, arm no, was when dead. I say this, he's a competitive guy. He doesn't want that ball out of his hands. He don't trust anybody but himself with the ball. He gave yeah. it up. But yeah. he gave it up for what reason? The, the mistake they made, personally, it was a mistake to put him in there. Well, Dave Roberts made a bunch of mistakes. Oh, he, he did. Yeah. Overused them. Right. I, I feel like if, if any of us had that Dodgers team and we were managing, I feel like we could have managed their pitching better if than he we, did. If any of us were managing that team, I think we'd probably have a couple World Series in a row. Yeah, I, I, I ain't, ain't going to go that far. I, I just know that, that he mismanaged them terribly last back year. To back, dude. No, they should have. But. Yeah, I mean, look at their line. Uh, it, the way they're built. It's World Series or nothing, you know. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he, he he screwed up so bad by bringing in uh, Urias in to close out the game. Yeah. Where, where, when Austin Riley hit that double over Taylor's head in center field. Yeah. Like, uh, he used it, him like three times that series, I think, started them. Well, uh, he ended him in game two. He used him into end of game two. And then, what, like two days later, had him starting Start, in game right. four, I, I think. I thought it was could, really – or three days was down, later. and we were teeing off. Yeah, on. we hit three home runs in the first couple innings. I think yeah. he overused Dustin May too. When mm. he was injured, he's been injured. But Dustin my, May. My whole point of bringing this up was that you look at his age, you look at what happened last year. This could have been a possibility of kind of a sign that of things to come. He's not as young as he once was. He, he's not going to bounce back as easy. So really don't know what you're going to get this season. This might not be Primo Scherzer. Yeah, and uh, it's just, it doesn't seem like contracts like that usually work out. They know? never do. And they put him pretty much in full command, you know. I think he was in full support of Buck Showalter getting that manager spot. Man, don't get me wrong, I am too. I, yeah, he's I a like great manager. He's a great manager, but you're putting a lot of faith in this guy, you know, and for somebody that we kind of just watched last year. You know, you said he gave up the ball when it mattered most, even though he, he was he was overused. No, we all agree to that. No, when I say this, it's not that he he gave it up. That's something he would have never done. But he knew he, he didn't have a choice. Yeah, he, he, knew he was done for the team's sake. Like, he he, he said, "My arm's there, dead." When yeah. He went out there, and he couldn't. You know, 
Yeah, he's a dominant pitcher. We all agree to that. He's oh, he's an amazing. But how, how many how many weeks or how many times through the rotation this season can do you see Degrom and Scherzer both being in the rotation? Um, not a lot. Maybe one month out of the year. One month out of the year. Yeah, it'll be. It's because Degrom's an amazing pitcher. He can't stay healthy. No. Well, no. I mean, he he he. No, he's had. Plenty of stretches where he's been healthy for a while, but you know, like any pitcher, once a year something's going to happen. You might be out for half a, I mean, a month or something like years, that. But. Yeah, Degrom's not, he's not really been on the field. No. Well, you got to remember he peaked like a uh, kind of late, like later on, like what's he early thirties, maybe like thirty one, something I mean, like that. You can't think of a better combination than a Degrom Scherzer having to face that in a series is just well. Not to mention Walker. People forget how good he yeah, was. No, Taiwan Walker, Walker, yeah. He was really good. But I'll tell you this. We, we've we hit DeGrom better than any other team. Well, we've hit Scherzer. We've hit Scherzer, Scherzer. yeah. DeGrom, though, he's still dominant. I'm like, still he, dominant. even though we've hit him for – but, yeah, Scherzer, as much as I like Scherzer, he just don't scare me no more. We've been teeing him up pretty good. So. Yeah. And, see, the – he would have been better off going to another division. I feel like where guys hadn't seen him a thousand times. I mean, times. he's going to Toronto. Yeah, I just don't know who else would pay that much. I mean, I don't know who else. Yankees. Would. Uh, mm. I mean, that's a lot of. Money. Yeah, that that's the most money he was ever going to get AAV wise. That's for all he was. Yeah. I mean, he's about to retire, so he's just looking. He want he wanted like two more years. Yeah, what was it? Two, what was his contract? I, I, two or three years. Two or three years, what, 40, 40 million a year or something? I thought it was so he's basically like two years, 80 I, mil. I thought it was like two years with an option for a third player option. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Either way, uh, Cohen knows he can do that because he's got the money. Well, in. And he knows he's not worried about that luxury tax. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty dang clear when you. They signed Escobar, Marte, and, and Canta to an Escobar. I remember. And me and you have talked about Kanta. Yeah, but Escobar, those man, he's very. I think he he might have he might be a little overrated. I mean, he's a very solid piece. Another Francisco Lindor. Mm. Well, Francisco Lindor is a good player, but for the money, it's ridiculous. Escobar, uh, and, you know, he, he got paid Madonna. thirty mil. So he is a Madonna. He's a whiner. Hmm. Yeah, I've not got nothing against Lindor outside of the fact that he's getting paid uh, Mike Trout money. <laughs> no, I, I'm sorry, but when you're that greedy of a individual. I don't think he's that greedy. I think he knew he could get that money from Cohen because Cohen had just bought the team. That was his first big signing. And Lindor knows that they traded away uh, Rosario, which is a decent player, but they traded away an even better player behind him that was going to be their shortstop. And so he know he knows if they trade all that talent away, they've got to sign him. So so hypothetically here, he may not be that greedy. He just knew that basically the Mets could afford it. They yeah. don't care about money. Yeah, and he was traded to the Mets yeah. before he signed, so yeah, it wasn't definitely. it wasn't like um, it wasn't his first choice. The Mets. I, I'm sorry, but he he just still gives off that vibe that he's mm. kind of a. Problem in the clubhouse. I don't think. I honestly don't think so. I think he's probably a pretty chill, dude. Well, he had a pretty bad first half of the season. I think, oh last yeah, year. terrible. Oh yeah, yeah. But that's how it is. With like, you go from one end of the spectrum to another, right? 
and the big lights in the big city, you're gonna, I, you, you just notice it. You look at, uh, let's see, prime example, Andrew Jones. Yeah. In the confines of Turner Field and, you know, all that. Great career. He goes to the Dodgers. He goes to the White Sox. He goes, I think he even played for the Yankees. Uh, he played for the Yankees. Yeah. 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 At the end of his career. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got to remember, too, I don't think it was the spotlight that I think he just kind of stopped caring about his body towards the end. Well, yeah. He, he, he got, started yeah. really packing the pounds on Probably the most elite 10 years you could possibly put up. Defensively and, uh, and, and center field. Yeah. Like, but once again, that takes a toll on your body. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. I think we all agree. He's, he's an all famer. You know, he should be. Yeah. I think he will be. Uh, if It'll I think to, he will be eventually. I think he's going to go to the veterans committee, though. I mean, he's still got a good amount of time on the ballot left. Well, he's got like he's he was at what was it forty three or fifty something this time around? Was, I forget. He was up there. He, yeah, I think he was at fifty something this this year around. Uh, but I still and me and him talked about this. Your opinion on it? Baseball writers should they be the keys? The key holders to the Hall of Fame. No, I mean I don't. I don't think it should be them, um, per se. I think the fans should have a little bit of a. I mean, I don't want it like the All Star voting. No, Dude, not like that. Exactly. Yeah. I think a player like there should be a committee of players. Oh yeah, no, I would a Hall player committee for it. Yeah, Hall of Famers. Wait, that. who's the Veterans Committee made up on? Like it might be old players for all yeah, I know. It I, I don't know. Is. Yeah, so I guess yeah. But you've also got to look. You've got to put it to where certain things like your performance and stuff like that uh, get you in, not someone's personal opinion of you. Yeah. Yeah, it should be stat. It's way too much of the. There's plenty of guys that's gotten. Now, if you disgrace the game, there needs to be a special. Uh, Special section of the hall. Yeah. It should just be purely baseball stats. You know, that's all it should be about. Yeah. There is a character clause. Right. There, yeah. there is. The Roger Clemens but, deal, you know. Or more like the Kurt Schilling deal. Well, Kurt Schilling is radical. And definitely shouldn't have said what he said about journalists. Yeah. But there's no doubt that his performance. No, he's definitely a Hall of Famer, yeah. Yeah. He'll get in with the veterans. Mm, I I don't he know. Will, I don't know. Because it's made up of players. I understand that, but I don't know. Getting pissed off. Mm. I don't, know. I don't, just I don't think he's getting pissed. You look at uh, okay, like Reigns, for instance. Yeah, he was already in, my opinion. He he's kind of he in the same realm as Vasquez, like Omar Vasquez yeah. or something like. Yeah, I mean, great players, but. Yeah. No, no, Andrew. No. Andrew deserves to be there. Absolutely. So, uh, okay, then Scott Rowan and Jim Edmonds do too, then. No, I'm not saying they don't. Or at least Jim Edmonds. I was Scott Yeah, they're both. Scott sure. Yeah. They're both, they were both really, really good. I mean, Chase Utley. Chase Utley. Yeah. Um, mm. Let's see. That's probably a couple more years before he, he gets Nah, he's got, like, he's got like three more years before he's. Yeah. Either. He's on the yeah, ballot. Yeah. He he, I don't think he gets in. I think he should get in. He, he was an excellent, dominant player during his time. Right. Kind of yeah. like David Wright, I feel like, with how dominant he was for that 
He had a good peak, but his peak wasn't long enough as far as Utley. Say you have a player, right? Now, something medically comes up, and they're no longer able to play. Yeah. But for a stretch, they were dominant. Okay, say, uh, we talked a little bit about this last time, I think. Mike Trout, say, plays 10 years, and then something happened where he could never play again. Yeah, yeah. The resume he's already put up, he's, he's a Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah. Okay, that, that's what we were talking about. Bond's first half of his career before steroids, like he was basically like Mike Trout's first ten years. So, so yeah. No, I think that he, I think Bond should be in the Hall of Famer. I, no, I think Bond should definitely be in the Hall of Famer. We're talking about baseball, and yeah. No, we. Yeah. We, but I think his uh, the home runs for the last five years of his career, he was at front. Guaranteed. I just don't think he should ever be Hank, mentioned as the Hank, home run. Hank Aaron should still be the rightful home run yeah. king. And if if Bonds does, should be allowed to keep those home runs. There should be an asterisk. Wow. And his induction into the hall should come with an asterisk. Yeah. Clemens we'll just, as well. We'll We've talked about stats. this before. Yeah. We'll have the stats before his head grew, what, three sizes? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he he looks like uh, when Joe Rogan, like when he was on Fear Factor, Joe Rogan had that skinny head and got on yeah. HGH and shit, and now he's got a bowling ball. Like He's kind of like, like That's Barry not a Bonds. dead giveaway. You don't just grow. Yeah. Three, three Your skull four. doesn't <laughs> expand <laughs> as you get older. Come to spring training, need a bigger hat. You might want to <laughs> check it. Especially when you're bald. <laughs> Let's just say this. Okay, so that being said, McGuire belongs in the hall then. Oh, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. You got, I'm sorry, you got to – I mean, yeah. And we've talked about this before. Just make a permanent section in the hall well, for, for this – for the 80s and 90s and early 2000s and just you know, put the context yeah. in the Hall of Fame. In the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Why not? It's and part of baseball's sense, story. Uh, Francis, like you, you say that, and uh, it's funny that you, you mentioned Sega. Yeah, he's the ball player. Oh, my goodness. I was just reading uh, AMA and Ask Me Anything from, like, eight years ago that he yeah. done. And, man, I sat there and scrolled through that shit for, like, two hours. It was so funny. I swear. Oh, yeah. It was like he was trolling. That like, he, he, he was telling people to kiss his ass oh, and yeah. shit. Like, after, just well, ask him a basic question. He'd come back like a child, like some a 16-year-old yeah, would oh, say. Well, kind of I was himself. like, damn. He's, he's oh, yeah. took a little bit too much of the sauce. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, he's a crazy yeah. person, a legitimate right. crazy person. The funniest thing he ever does, though. Is every single year, like uh, like if it's Christmas or whatever, he'll type a tweet out and say, Happy Christmas to everyone except for Alex Rodriguez. <laughs> <laughs> he does it for every everything. Yeah. Just happy everything except for Alex Rodriguez. I'm like, that's we all, hilarious. We all join unison. <laughs> and let's all at one time say, you know the word I'm going to use about this? Yeah, fuck Alex Rodriguez. Fuck yeah. Alex Rodriguez. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, Canseco, he's a character. He's pretty funny. <laughs> Definitely out there, though. But no, I mean, like, honestly. And if you consider A-Rod for the Hall, you're an idiot. Uh, you no, nah, I think that's a little hypocritical. No, you should be allowed on the No, that's hypocritical. Uh, if we're, if we're going to talk... We're talking about McGuire and yeah. Canseco. And did, did, yeah, just because to threaten to kill somebody to cover up Probably. <laughs> you're talking about Canseco. He probably has killed somebody. <laughs> 
and not douchey. Right. I don't think he's trying to be. I just think that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's just that. Right. That's his nature. Yeah. I mean, he should be a comedian. He'd make a big no, well, what was funny is that AMA from eight years ago. Uh, he was advertising. He was doing it because he was advertising a podcast. He was doing, and I tried to find it, like go back and find it, because I was thinking that has to be gold, like I, a Jose Canseco podcast. I couldn't find it, but I doubt it lasted very long. But I mean, the guy's just—it's funny. Yeah. And and you just see a and you're just like, he's so full of this. Now, every time I think about A-Rod, I think about him swatting a ball out of Bronson Arroyo's hand. Oh, man. Yeah. Such disgrace. Yeah. Just... And him and Derek Jeter over there. and the, uh, was, They were both were looking up at the ball, and then they yeah. let drop in between yeah. them, and they were just yeah. blaming each other. And, it, and then Derek Jeter stares a hole in the back <laughs> of his head. <laughs> oh, oh, and like when they did that uh, the interview together. Yeah, that awkward interview. Like, things all cool. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, no, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's bad when you're actually considered worse than Jose Canseco. <laughs> People would rather talk to Jose Canseco than they would you. Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like uh, A-Rod's tried to redeem his legacy a little bit yeah, with the whole broadcast. And people, I feel like he's somebody that people tolerate, but yeah, nobody likes. I'm already tired of seeing him on ESPN and yeah. with his insight, you know. It's, Dude, you on. would think he would know more about base or or have better insight at least. I like, I know he knows baseball. but Look, I like to li- I like to listen to Cal Ripken, you know, when he talks about hitting. Or he has, like, when he had Tommy and... Jones on there. Mm-hmm. That was a really, really fun segment. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Like Mark DeRosa. I don't, yeah, I think he's got Mark DeRosa and what was the other guy from MLB Network? Harold. Uh, Harold. Um, yeah, yeah, I know you're talking about. I can't think of his Harold Reynolds, I think his name. But yeah, um, I mean, you gotta, hmm. you gotta think. I agree. Put him in a special section in the hall and. Just like go. Yeah. But really, I think there's a better way of doing this. We've got to come up with a better way than letting the baseball writers yeah. uh, dictate things because. For sure. They wouldn't know talent if it bit. Why not just leave it to the Veterans Committee? Yeah, that's what I think. If, it should be up to the players, ultimately, I think. I mean, yeah. ultimately, it's their haul. Even, even if it's just like the players that played with him, like the players yeah. of his era. Because they're the ones that was uh, with them every day. I think most of the players would agree, too, that Barry Bonds should be a Hall of Famer. Anyway. Yeah, they probably do. Look, we, we can't deny, like I said, first half's career, he already had the numbers. It was done. What's crazy is another thing I didn't realize at the time, like in 2004. Wasn't his last season 2004? Yes. Or, uh, was it five? I think it might have been after that because the dude just hit, like, how many ever home runs? I don't know if that was the year he hit seventy three, but um, the I, I feel like the owners colluded to never not sign him even to a one year deal because he was still trying to play baseball when he retired, and not one team in the league is going to sign no, Barry Bonds. He, he, he was getting blackballed, and there's no doubt. Oh no, and and by all means, it was smart because you've heard the stories about him in the clubhouse. Yeah, yeah, but still, as a coach, you know? still, if a team and wants him, there's still teams that would have wanted Barry Bonds on a one-year deal. But they, I, I mean, I feel like they made an agreement that nobody was going to sign him. That's why it, it was best to get him out of the spotlight real quick. They were trying to duck 
just like anything else, they just trying to sweep it under the rug. And, yeah, and which goes back to the Eric K thing. Yeah, you know, before uh, from steroids, that's yeah. what they wanted. But at that point, that was that was the head of it. Yeah. But at that point, wasn't it already apparent? Like we already knew. I mean, yeah. When did Jose Canseco's book come out that that named a lot of players? Hmm. I feel I'm, I'm trying to figure out if that was after Barry Bonds had yeah, it that. Was after. It was after. Yeah. Was like 2007. But I feel like people knew like Bonds was on steroids Everybody as he was knew. hitting 73 home runs. Oh, Everybody like, knew it. Yeah. You think anybody's ever going to hit 73 I mean, homers again? I mean, my no, there's no, no way. McGuire, you might could have said, you know, he's just a big old country boy, kind of like Austin Riley. You could have maybe gave him the benefit of the doubt. Well, the difference is he grew but, two sizes hey, but, but as much, well. uh, <laughs> much like the Grinch, right? Bonds' head grew three sizes that day. Yeah. Magic. But anyways, there, like I said, the Veterans Committee – you guys are in agreement. That's probably our the best bet to have a fair. They have they want to keep the respect of the game intact, right. So they have the best interest of the league. Kind and, of, so. Yeah, definitely. I, I think that when it comes to the Hall of Fame credentials, you at least got to say if a guy gets over four hundred home runs, that's putting you in any league home. Right. Which yeah. I believe Andrew Jones did. Right. He did. Four. four yeah. Four thirty-four. I think. How many did Chipper end on? Like four thirty-four yeah, or something like that. Four sixty-three. Okay. Yes. I remember watching the game where he hit that four hundredth home run, all right, and all the people with the signs like uh, called the crime dog McGrip. We got five hundred. Yeah. Oh, he should be in the Hall of Fame for sure. Five hundred. But guess what? There was the strike season. That yeah. Season short, he would have had enough. Yeah. And that's it's a shame that you're sitting right there about what? What is it? Four ninety-eight, I believe. I'm not sure. 498. It's really close to 500. And this is where the, the line is. It's pretty dang hard to hit one home run, much less. Yeah, almost 500. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think that right there. And I know you say batting average doesn't matter. No, I don't. I mean, it matters, yeah. Oh, but it, 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 there's a lot of other factors, though. Yeah. To me, it matters because that means you're consistently hit. Well, uh, what I hate most about is people like uh, discounting RBIs. It's because, yeah, obviously, you, how many runs you bat in is kind of yeah. circumstantial about how many people's on base, where you're at in the order, if, if there's a guy behind you that can hit well, yes. whether they're going to be pitching around you. kind of an underrated stat, you know. Yeah, yeah it means you've been on base yeah. and you've been, yeah. But, Acuna, seemed like every year he's leading the league in that. Absolutely. Yeah. But RBIs implies clutch. It, it implies RBI, being able to hit like, when there's people on base. Base percentage, I think, is huge. I mean, like Duvall. He had Duvall. a terrible batting average, but he had well, yeah, I would think a about ton that. of RBIs. Dan Ugla, you know, somebody yeah. hit 30 bombs, but batting 200. Well, that's yeah. kind of – it's not – Except Dan wasn't batting 200. He yeah. wasn't hitting above the Mendoza line for the last three years of his contract. Right. But you know, for about three or four years there, he was – he was hitting, what, 30, 40 bombs. And oh, when we first got him, him, I was oh, so happy. Yeah. Dude, but, you know, if you really ever paid attention, right, do you notice what's wrong with his swing? His arms are too big. <laughs> well, I mean, he was definitely juicing. I, ain't I mean, it, it, yeah, he was, like he was kind of an all or nothing. Like, right. uh, it, it, he was in the launch angle before that was a thing. <laughs> well, there's also the fact that, y'all, if you take a look, 
the way he taps his foot, right? Yeah. He doesn't have a normal stance. And yeah, you're right. He was into launch angle before launch angle was launched. That uh, was a thing. But <laughs> before it launched. Yeah, before it launched. But uh, Jim Edmonds was kind of like that too. He had yeah. a big uppercut swing. Yeah, but you also look at he. He's uh. You could just tell that something was off. Well, when I think when, my best memory, I think of the whole Dan Ugly thing was what the Grand Slam against the Phillies, the walk it off. Hmm. I just remember watching that, and uh, that was, I think the fans were doing his little uh, routine that he did or whatever, making fun of him, and then yeah. he cranked one out for uh, for the game winner, and then they just all just looked down, disappointed, and <laughs> walked out of there. Yeah, I thought that was. I remember the Phillies great. fans making fun of Craig Kimbrell too, right before he struck yeah, out the side, where, doing the arm thing, right. and they're all yeah. behind home plate doing the. And if you watch Mentor, mocking him, Mentor does a similar uh, version of. Uh, he just hangs his arm down. It still like, looks yeah. like he's trying to kind of rip off Kimbrell. Yeah, I like Mentor. I, I like though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'd like to see him be stretched out as like a three-inning three guy. guy. He's yeah. a big part of the World Series. Yeah. Two years in a row. Our whole bit, our whole bullpen was a big part of the World Series. But anyways, guys, we're winding down a bit. I think this is part two. Hope you've enjoyed, and we'll see you next time.